the expression from the music inspired me so much to take risks and it inspired damn near the whole rap game. Hello again, I'm Adam Unz. You may know me as the host of The Opus, and now I'm bringing my own show, The Spark Parade, to the Consequence Podcast Network. I speak with artists and creatives about the cultural artifacts that spark their personal interest and creativity, whether it's music, books, movies, video games, or any other kind of art. I've never spoke about it in this amount of detail. I'm suddenly going, oh my God, I'm blowing my own mind here, Christ. It's, it's actually a giant part of my life. By talking about the things we love, we share and discover insights into our personality and the things that drive us. It's just magic, really. I mean, frustrating and it makes some people angry, but I don't think anyone's ever done anything like it. I speak with people like Connor Robers, Phoenix's Thomas Mars, Chris Gethard, Helen Hong, Adrian Young, and more, so their sparks of inspiration can start a fire in you. I'm grateful for those who continue to put our history and who we are as a people in the forefront and make you see it. Find the Spark Parade wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, what's up? Welcome to the show. Feeling good with Duddy. That's me. Let's go. What is up? We are back with another episode of Feeling Good with Duddy on the road editions. And uh, as always, I am here with my brother and my co-host, Mr. Jake B. I want you to be nice. Okay. <laughs> and also, we have a very special guest here today, Mr. David Bradshaw. Thank you. Yeah, so Bradshaw is uh, on this tour with us. He is the tour stage manager, which is a pretty crazy job because you technically don't really work for one of the bands. You're kind of working for all the bands and your job is to kind of make sure that all the bands are getting their fair space on stage, their fair amount of time for sound check or whatever's needed and trying to kind of fit everybody's needs and make everybody happy, which can be a very tough job. And this is a big tour real this quick for the listeners. Tour. If they don't know, which most of you do at this point, this is a big, huge summer tour with the dirty heads, Three Eleven, the interrupters. These are all three bands that have songs on the radio, big, big bands that have been touring for a long time. And two other opening acts, bikini trill and the dreamers, five bands. Three of them are big bands, multiple trailers, multiple buses, big stage setups. That's a lot of shit on one stage. And you got to make all those people happy. So Bradshaw's got a bit of a job. It's like herding cats. I mean, it's proverbial herding cats. Herding cats. Yeah, try. I never, I've never <laughs> heard that before. But I'm cats. Thinking, try and yeah, herd, think about that. Try and herd one cat. Yeah, right. yeah. Exactly. There's 85 cats on this tour. <laughs> if a cat does not want you to pick it up, you're not picking up that cat. Exactly. Now imagine 85 of them. Yeah, that's, exactly. Yikes. So maybe take us through a quick little day of yours. What what is it? What is it? entail uh we're on the deck by 7 7 30 a.m uh to chalk out for the rigging for everything that's going to fly out all the light trusses i get all my labor in on average it's between 30 and 50 people a day local crew not counting who's with us um and then uh yeah getting them broken into departments loading in all the bands throughout the day for line check sound check before doors once doors hit we got to follow that schedule and get them on and off pack it up and do it again so it never really ends. When no, I'm like 7 a.m. till 1.30 a.m. Damn. Yeah. That is a long day. That yeah. leaves uh, six hours to potentially sleep. 
Uh, <laughs> it's like four hours to drink and decompress, an hour to sit in the shower and cry. And <laughs> <laughs> do it all over again. You have to have that decompressing time. Yeah. You can't just I, go straight from work day. to sleep, wake up, work, sleep. You can't. No. You will go crazy. You have to have that time afterwards to be able to just be a normal person, relax, have a drink, talk to your boys. You have to have that time. But it's like, but when you start that time at 1.30, it can very easily turn to 4 or 5 in the morning, like in a blink of a fucking eye. Yeah. That's kind of why we started the Leisure Committee. I mean, it's during the day. <laughs> Tell us about, so he started this thing on this tour, which is awesome for, for the crew guys who are just working their ass off all day and summer tour. So we spent, you know, a good month or so on like the East Coast and whatnot, which is in the summer. And the Brutally south. hot. And the yeah. South. We were in Florida for three shows and Texas for yes. three shows in August. We've, hottest month yeah. of the year. Hottest places you can be in America. We've had, uh, you know, around 30 shows so far. And two of them have been inside. Mm -hmm. yeah. So that means the rest of these shows have been outdoors, 100 degrees out. A lot of the places super humid. Uh, and these guys are, are putting in, you know, fucking 16 hour days or whatever. Um, so he started the leisure committee for these dudes and explain <laughs> us a little bit of what that is. How it started is there's four or five of us that, uh, once the last band sound checks, usually have like an hour to an hour and a half before the first band hits. So that's our time to either shower or eat, but we need to break the day. So I go on Google earth ahead of time and try to find a swimming pool or a body of water and we do whatever we can to get there. And we, even if it's 15 minutes in the water, it kind of just oh, dude. gets us going. So it's turned into a joke with all the artists and crew that the four or five of us every day, who knows where we're going to appear. And you're going to see our picture with the leisure committee meeting at the beach or a hotel or an apartment complex or a theme park. That is awesome. Can yeah. we start this? Can we make this a thing? If you're out there and you're listening and you've got like a grueling job or whatever it is you're doing and you've got some boys or friends or your girlfriends at your work or whatever, and you guys are start the leisure committee there and just do something fun in the middle of the day to break up your day. If you're at work all day, every day, and you're just in a stuck in a routine, but you know, you've got that hour in that day where you can do whatever you want. Yep. Start a little leisure community in your community and start posting this and hashtagging leisure community. Dude, it could be That's a it. tree out behind your work that has shade. That's you, it. You meet guys there fucking for five meet minutes there and you all smoke a bowl. Right. Oh, and wow. And you talk. And here's your, that's your leisure committee, and you do it every day. Guess what? That's gonna be start. That's gonna start to be something that you just look forward to every day. It's gonna break up your day when normally you just on your lunch, you just go pick up fast food or whatever and head back to the office. Like, no, now you got your leisure committee meeting, yep. and you cannot wait for that. Something to look forward to. Yeah, and that's what it's turned into on this tour. Is we're like by noon, like oh man, four hours. Let's get these bands on. We're gonna hit the beach or we're gonna hit the pool. That's awesome. Yeah. I absolutely love that. Is it a, does it have its own Instagram or is it a hashtag? So it's off of my Instagram. Um, Which is? Bradshaw's The Fun Havers. Bradshaw's um, yeah. The Fun Havers. Bradshaw's underscore the underscore fun underscore havers. There yeah. you go. Nice one. Yeah, I'm The Fun Haver. And so you <laughs> Bradshaw's name, his nickname literally is The Fun Haver. Yeah. Which is <laughs> the, the best nickname I've ever heard. Yeah. You know, you got to make it. If you're yeah. not having fun at least one point in your day, it's going to be monotonous. And I've been on this year is 10 years that I've been on the road or working in the wow. music industry. And mm -hmm. if you don't have that, you're going to hate each other by the end of the tour. And 
I feel like our morale is actually raising as we only have four shows left. Totally, man. I feel it on tour, too. It's like yeah. a big family. And that kind of, like, leads us into, like, the topic of the day, I think. Like you just said, like, the morale is getting better as we go. And, like, you just on, – on the road, it is so easy to, like, kind of lose yourself and just get a little depressed. You're not at home. You're, you're working long days, especially for the crew. Some days are tough. Some venues, you know, are tough. They don't have the space you need. You know, they've they've got certain um, rules you gotta abide by. Oh, Some yeah. of them got DB Curfews, limits that are just yeah. insane. You you have to be so quiet that they have to figure out a way to still make this show happen. Some of them you can't even make any sound until five o'clock in the afternoon yeah. because there's yeah. there's housing nearby or offices or something, and you have to figure out a way to just take all that in and just work through it and, and try to be positive. And I think that this subject of this, uh, this episode is thick skin. Dude, you gotta have thick skin in this yeah. world. You can't just let everything get to you and just wear you down. And like, for instance, we were talking, um, if, if you're around a group of people and like, they're never making fun of you, they probably don't like you, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like my best friends, they fucking tear me to shreds and i love it in a fun way like we love to make fun of each other we pick each we pick on each other like crazy constantly if you see your buddy mess up trust me you better be making fun of him about mm -hmm. that for the next year until it's just old and hilarious but you've got to have thick skin you got to let it bounce off and laugh about that's it. absolutely that's your little bit of the leisure experience all day long yes you're just cracking on each other cracking. on this tour everyone's making fun of each other and I think like Bradshaw said, or maybe you said, Duddy, if, if your friends aren't making fun of you, then they probably don't like you. They don't even What's care enough about here? you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, we were talking about how you get through a long tour like this. That's what Duddy and I were talking about right before the show. What should our subject be? And you know, how do you get through a long tour like this? And that's how we're like yeah. thick skin. Yeah. Oh, you got to be able to obviously take whatever comes. Yeah. I mean, you got to be Anthony. able to take some look shit. Look at Anthony. Look at Anthony right. over here. He's, we love he Anthony. And guess disgusting. what? We also hate him. Oh, we He's hate disgusting, him. disgusting. And we let him know how gross he is yeah. every day. Look at him. Can you zoom in on him? That is his Ziploc bag of shit. He's uh -huh. using as a pillow. That's the one that he put in the bunk in our bus, if you guys listened to a few hours he back. He hasn't gotten rid of it. Oh, take the camera off him. And Ugh, he made, disgusting. And right, he made me walk a mile to get him weed that he's not even smoking. Yeah, that's true. What oh, an absolute loser. We love you. You've got to have thick skin. Did you meet my lover, Francisco, over here? Oh, dude, you can't show. Do not show Francisco. Francisco is, has not agreed to be on film. <laughs> so what's uh oh. what's your thoughts on that are you talking trash what's the jokes inside jokes for all the guys on stage everyone's got a nickname you're the fun haver that's kind of a, that's a great nickname it is uh but you know it's a lot of pressure too oh it shit is, you know? that's true uh, to the point now where every morning there's one artist um with 311 he'll come up to me first thing in the morning good morning so where's today's committee meeting it's like, man, I got to be prepared. You got, yeah. Yeah. Not, uh, so are we going to make sound check? Uh, what's our production scale down to? Uh, you know, what's our ticket sales? And no, where are we swimming? Yeah. Where, where are you guys going to pop up today? Hey, fun haver. Uh, yeah. And that's so fun. rad because you brought like probably so much happiness to those people now that are in that leisure committee with you that know every day we're going to find somewhere to swim. Like you made that happen for them. Now they have something to look forward to every single day. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. It's great. I love fun to it. I look forward to it. But no, yeah, there's I look a lot forward of jokes to... and oh. a yeah. lot of a lot of trash talking yeah. um, within the departments. There's a couple guys that we just rag on to the point where I'm concerned about their mental health at this point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's because they're doing is, such a great is job. Is Waka one of them? Uh, <laughs> Waka definitely gets rode hard. 
hard. Yeah. yeah. For those of you who didn't see our live Twitch uh, thing we did on, on the uh, Dirty Heads album release day, Waka was there, and we gave him a pretty hard time. Waka is like, uh, on this tour, he's kind of like that little brother that everyone likes, but you just can't help but make fun of this guy. He's he, just something about him. You're like, I'm going to make fun of you. Dude, he looks like he's walking on sunshine. <laughs> he's he's got his, smiling. His yeah. chin's in the air. Sandals, he's got a permanent grin. Sandals on. Yeah. He <laughs> he's on tour with Kenny Chesney right yes. now. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jimmy Buffett all day. And you, he walks up and you just go, fuck you, Waka. And he goes, all right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, man. Have so a good one. You can't really do this. It's awesome. <laughs> You gotta love him, man. Thick skin. With, he's with, got thick skin. He's got thick he's skin. Make you know what? He could have been like, holy shit, this sucks. These guys are all boring me. But no, he's made it a thing now where he just smiles through it and laugh. And now to the point where everyone's like, I fucking love this guy. Well, <laughs> yeah. well not the crew because the crew's out there working their ass off and Waka's walking around in fucking sandals drinking 4 a beer. PM 4 p.m. Beer. He's done. He's our VIP guy. So he takes care of making sure all the VIP guys get, uh, you know, Anything that came with their package, uh, some of the VIP packages come with meet and greets for the bands, and you know he makes sure that they all get in to the venue and, and they get their pictures taken and all that. He runs that. That's done at like four. I think his most important job though is the ice bath. Like, the ice bath. Jared's <laughs> ice bath yeah. has become Waka's fucking. We call him the Ice Man now. Oh, he's the Ice uh, Man. The every ice day man. Waka has to get at least six bags of ice. Jared's uh, ice trough. He has to get it out, fill it up with water, get six bags of ice, and fill it up with ice water for Jared to uh, come and take his ice bath. And yeah. he has to do all that one-handed because he has a Miller Lite in one of his yeah. hands. <laughs> there is video to prove that. I don't know yeah. if you've seen the video of him dragging the tub across the parking lot with a beer in his hand on the loading dock. All these guys are on like hour 15 loading out, and I'm radioing him, where's the tub? And he comes in with a beer, dragging the tub all the way to the loading dock. <laughs> so awesome. So now yeah. you understand why he walks up and you just go, dude. So Fuck you, dude. all these jobs, <laughs> we had Ben, the, uh, one of the riggers on, yep. you know, a couple episodes ago. And, and we got a lot of comments of people saying, I didn't even know that was a job. Yeah. And yeah. We, we kind of realized that that's a really cool thing we can do on this tour. We can have people like you on. You're the stage manager. You're, kind, you're, you're setting up where Ben's going to go. You know, you're exactly. kind of setting it all up. Ben is a rigger. Now we, we shed a little bit of light on Waka, a VIP guy. You know, you guys know that there are VIP yes. meet and greets at concerts. I'm talking to the listeners, but there's a there's a person for that. That's what he does. He, he has to coordinate all that. So there's all these personalities, all these people kicking around. And everyone, most people are like a type A personality. Most people are talkative. Most people are funny. That's how you kind of landed here. You yeah. know, people, people yeah. have to like you for you to last on the road. Right. Exactly. And Very so yes. it's a shit talking fest and it's fun. So you gotta I have, will say before I sorry to cut you off. Yeah, no, quick, go, go ahead. Waka, after he does the VIP stuff, he does help out. With, oh yeah, you know, making sure the buses are stocked and the dressing rooms, you know, clean. He does do other things, so yes, he doesn't listen to us like and the back want to kill himself. Oh but, yeah, uh, no, just throwing that out there. <laughs> yeah, but but fuck him. Well, yeah, he's a dick. no, he's but the he, best, dude. Everyone me, on this tour this is guy, awesome. Okay, if anyone's seen what is it? I think it's a thirty-year-old virgin or forty-year-old virgin. Forty-year-old virgin. No, no, not forty-year-old virgin. Um. Step Brothers. Where's it that guy? Bam! I don't know what it is. There's something about your face. I just want to oh, punch yeah. you. Pow! Yeah. He's the guy that just has that face. You're like, man, I just want to fucking punch you. That's oh why. Oh my god. <laughs> Even when Will Ferrell succeeds, he's like, but I would still want to punch your face with him over and over. I would. Too. Oh yeah. He's a good dude. He's because him. he's my punching. He's guy. a good dude. Know. Yeah, dude. That's so. I guess why Duddy and I wanted to bring that up is look. 
everyone's butt hurt these days. People are searching for somewhere to be hurt on the internet, right? Like yeah. they're just searching through people's posts to be like, what? I can't believe you said this. Why wouldn't you? You know, so just everybody out here thicken up the skin a little bit. Yeah. You, you know what? It's going to get you so much farther in this yeah. world than complaining about every little thing that, that makes yes. you upset. And if, yeah, if, you, if you're upset about everything, you will not last a week on a tour. No. I'll tell you that. I've you know? said this before. So I think it was on a live podcast. And I'm going to say it again. I took my family camping. I made a little fucking boat with my son. And I let it go down a stream. I filmed it. And I posted it on my social media. And I got four people that hit me up saying, I can't believe you would litter in nature. How dare you? I thought that you were better picked the boat up when we were done and we took it with us dude don't go on and look for things to complain about and make you're now you're upset and now you're having a bad day because of that now you're trying to make me have a bad day because of that when at the end of it all i did was make a little boat with my son float it down a stream and you know what picked up the boat you know who else floated (laughs) down the river moses all right so fucking (laughs) check yourself internet please wow oh that's exactly um, what I'm getting so at, yes. dude. So, so everybody, man, out. take take life with a grain of salt. You're only going to be here, if you're lucky, 85 years. If you're unlucky, 120. But you got it, dude. You're only here so long. <laughs> Shut fucking laugh, yeah, Have please. fun. Do things that are fun. Speaking yeah. of that, and this goes with the Leisure Committee, because Bradshaw got me to do this this tour. We, we finished the show. Oh, it was God. late at night. It was probably, the, the venue was pretty much closing, like kicking even like us out, the band. Yeah, the bus is had to leave. And, uh. And he's like, yo, we were in the same parking lot as a Six Flags. And he's like, let's go break into Six Flags. And it's like, what, midnight, one in the morning at this time? Uh, I think the post is like 3.20 a.m. Oh, it was that late? We, wow, it was we went in like around that. 2 and then we left. I know I was there. Yeah, we were there for so a So we were there for a while. So we broke in around 2. Regardless, it was closed. Yeah, it was closed. We, <laughs> yeah. we actually uh, yanked the golf cart from the venue. My most prized possession. I hijacked that. And then we drove to, through the parking lot to the Six Flags, and we just drove around the Six Flags until we found a way in. Yeah. And we found a way in. And we went in to Six Flags, closed, nobody there, all the lights off. We climbed up into the rides. We took pictures. We took pictures in front of, like, the ice cream parlor. Like, we, were, we opened up the, like, you know where they have, like, the carnival games, games in, uh, you know, theme parks? Bradshaw opened one of them up. We were playing ring toss. Buckets we, of rings. Buckets of rings. Yep. We were fucking stuffed animals. We weren't fucking stuffed animals. I wow. said that weird. Almost. Uh, but we could they have. They were having sex yeah. with them. Yes, Sorry. Yeah. Very we good. were making Clear that up to them. Wow. Uh, yeah, 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 very careless no, of us. We got it squared. Uh, uh, taking beer out the tap. <laughs> it was, you know, it was lawless <laughs> land. I, I was amazed at how easy it was. So my most prized possession is over the years, I've collected golf cart keys. So they're all mostly universal, and so I have quite a few, and that's also become a thing where if there's a golf cart, I'm going to take it for a ride at the end of the night. And some of the other guys have gone with me at night. Yeah. But that night there was a, um, a company that rhymes with uh, Jive Ration, uh, security golf cart that <laughs> my key fit, and uh, yeah, we, we got in. That was a fun night. That was a fun night. That was a really good night. And let's be honest, man, anyone out there who at night while drinking, not I mean, technically, you don't even have to be on a golf course, but at night, drinking with your buddies, if there is a golf cart and you are in that, you're having a good fucking time. Oh, yeah. I don't know what it is about drinking at night, cruising around in a golf cart. It just makes you feel good. 
Oh yeah. Oh, it I makes so. you feel oh, so good <laughs> on this show. You know yeah. what? It's We've got so some seamless. sponsors that make us feel so good, and we're going to yeah. talk about them right now. And one of them is Proper Twelve. And if you are not just listening, if you are watching on YouTube, you notice something missing from this uh, this episode. This is the first episode. There's no bottle of Proper Twelve. I'm disappointed. I'm so fucking sad. We are on the road. This is a day off. It was a spur of the moment. Like, hey, man, let's let's try and knock out a podcast um, while we have some time. And our last podcast we did, we finished the last bottle. And since then, we forgot to get more. We don't have any proper 12. We couldn't even find the bottle. We're so upset. So... If you're listening, Proper 12. It's a delicious whiskey. I really recommend you... Oh, wait, hold on. Okay, the good vibes were now sent to all the people who tagged us in their picture of Proper 12 and feeling good. They did the hashtag. They got it. Bam! Those good vibes have now been sent to you. Congratulations. You're feeling good. You're feeling better today. And I just have a quick thought. Can you put Proper 12 on your rider? Oh, that's something you should probably do. Damn. Just want to get that out there before Dude, we forget your brains. On look Brad. at that guy. Huh? Well, okay. yeah, look, we're playing a show tomorrow in Sacramento. I know they sell proper 12 in California. That's so a great let's idea. put that on the rider and let's proper make sure that we don't make it for the dirty edge rider. So proper ah, 12, check it out. great whiskey, great people. We love it. We're going to take a shot right now, but it's going to be of tequila. Yeah. For every person that brings And this isn't a sponsor of the show, but Matteo, oh, yeah. our drummer, loves this. So I'm just going to do a plug for it anyway in hopes that maybe one day I can get Maddie some free Casamigo. This is on our rider. Uh, we love this. We take a shot of Casamigo uh, before the show. It's kind of a ritual. All the guys in the band, they love tequila. And this is, this was, uh, this is Matt's like favorite tequila. So Casamigo, if anyone out there is listening, Not bad. hook it up. Duddy's the whiskey guy. Cheers. Duddy's straight proper 12. Yeah, Cheers. baby. Cheers. Ching, ching. Oh, yeah. Sorry, buds. Oh, yeah. There you Hi, go, welcome. Bradshaw. Hi. Hey, bud. Thanks. Yeah. Good to see you. Hey, good to see you, Bradshaw. Who's this guy? Duddy, I don't know. <sighs> Guys. Dude, can we put the camera back on Anthony real quick just for a hot second? God, what an absolute piece of shit. Duddy, anything you want to say about Anthony? Uh, He's gross. Mm-hmm. Three shades of white. Okay, oh get God. the camera off him. What yeah, an absolute. Wait, what? Never mind. Yeah, save that. All right, I'm sad that I did that. <laughs> Duddy no longer feels good. We'll bring it back. We'll reel it back in. Whew. You just sit over there and be disgusting, Anthony. Duddy, what's next, bud? How can you be so big and still look like an absolute baby? I don't know. That's the hugest <laughs> baby of all time. It's insane. He's one diaper away from being two. Still he needs feeds. a diaper, apparently. <laughs> oh, he's blowing me kisses right oh, now. Antoine. While waving his his fucking Ziploc bag of yeah. shit around. For the listeners, like it's a trophy. when I say turn the camera over to An- Anthony, he's laying shirtless on Duddy's bed in his hotel room, wrapped in Duddy's <laughs> sheets. We're on the road right now. We're still, on the road. So we're doing the. Oh, God damn it. He just hit me with his bag of shit. Yeah. He thinks it's like. John he made Lennon's a prop. Right now. For any of you guys who listen to the show regularly, you know that Anthony is on our bus, the Cutlass bus, the one with Duddy's face on the side. And he had to shit in the middle of the night, took a shit into a plastic bag, wrapped it up, put it in his bunk for the night, in a junk bunk, one above him. 
So he thought it would be fun to make a prop. He brought a Ziploc bag filled with toilet paper, and he said, "This is my shit bag. I want everyone on the show to see it." So go to YouTube if you want to see what we're what we're yeah. seeing. If but you've been listening to these and you didn't know, we also are we videotape all these, and every single episode is also available on YouTube. You can watch this. You can personally see how fucking disgusting yeah. Anthony is. Anthony's our new resident gross man. On this tour, we had Big Mike on three different times, I think. So he's become a little bit of a regular. Anthony has worked his way into our heart in the grossest and weirdest way. So Big Mike, obviously big guy. Gentle Mm -hmm. giant, obviously giant, big guy. The weird thing about them is total opposites. Mike's big guy, good looking, big guy. Anthony's big guy, super gross. (laughs) So complete opposites, you know? Mike looks like a big chiseled Greek god. <laughs> Anthony looks like a humongous baby. Yeah. That's what's happening. There's That's what's happening. That though, man. But good there thing is. he's a baby with super thick skin. Thick skin. <laughs> oh, <laughs> baby is getting thirsty. Anthony is rubbing <laughs> Duddy's shoulder and telling him that baby is thirsty. You'll have to go to oh YouTube. Oh my god. All right, Bradshaw, you are not disgusting. You are a beautiful man. I'm pretty fucking gross. Oh, no. you are shit. Never mind. Bradshaw's a gross piece of shit. Duddy, the sponsors. Gone, I've only gotten through one sponsor <laughs> due to how disgusting Anthony is. Oh my I god. I'm gonna but, um, come so over here with Anthony. Anthony for a hot second. You keep doing the sponsors, buddy you boy. You gonna go take a bong toke? I'm gonna take Anthony? a bong toke. Oh That's what's God. happening. Okay, I'm... Jake's gonna go take a BTZ, and while he's doing that, we'll talk about koi, koi CBD. CBD. Okay, it needs no explanation. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know I love this shit. I uh, use these droppers right here every single day. Matter of fact, I'm gonna take some right now because they're not only delicious, they make me feel so good. Mm-hmm. So you hold it under your tongue for like 20 seconds and then you fucking just feel better. I love this stuff. It's like a little bit of a natural mood enhancer for me. Um, it just like takes a little bit of stress off. Uh, it doesn't make me tired whatsoever. There's no THC in it, so you're not getting high, but you are just going to feel the effects. If you're someone who's got like achy joints, uh, any sort of inflammation, this stuff's going to help you out a lot. And it's going to be a lot health- healthier than if you're just popping Advils or Tylenol all day. Um, yeah, that stuff's going to mildly take away your pain you know but it's it's just not that great for you this stuff is so healthy it's so good i take it every day could not recommend it anymore um koicbd.com if you put in code duddyb at checkout you get 20 percent off your order can i interject on that dude get up on that so well i just did some oh yeah that's right you did yeah. so i broke my foot eight days ago in that's four right. places i was gonna talk about that yeah and the koi CBD edibles that you gave me and and the solve. Yep. I mean, it's helping. I don't even take ibuprofen right now. Dude, and truly it's it's working. It's great, man. There's been a and he got fucked up. He uh on on the tours on the stage, you know, there's there's wires going everywhere that are very important. You pull one of these wires, possibly the whole show goes down. So they make these ramps uh that you know you can kind of put wires through and then things can roll over them so that nothing gets tripped on and they're kind of fucking heavy they got to be heavy duty because they kind of not move you got to be able to put a bunch of heavy ass wires under them and uh that's what they pretty much are ramps so you can still be rolling all the things over them and not fucking up the wires people don't trip over it blah 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 these things are heavy and there's a stack of them uh and the stack fucking slid and fell down and landed directly on bradshaw's foot yeah and broke it 
So not only was is Bradshaw been in a boot on this tour, yesterday, this happened eight days ago, and I'm looking out the bus window, me and a couple guys, no, we look out, oh it. yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> I look out at Brad, I look out the window, and Bradshaw's on, um, you know like these weird like fold up bikes, the interrupters you know? gifted me that, they gave you that, so they were leaving for Japan, and That's I was so like, nice. hey, I'll buy it, they were like, we can't take it, and I never heard anything, we, the next day in the merch trailer, open it up, and it's, we wanted to give you this. Rest your foot. Here's your bike. And they gifted me the bike. That's so nice. Love you, Interrupters. Hope Japan's well. So, Interrupters, I can't wait till you... Because we had uh, Kevin on the show. So, okay. I hope Kevin's been listening oh, since. I and not. I hope he hears this. <laughs> this is what your, happened to your bike. So, the Interrupters gave him this bike. And uh, we look out the window. And Bradshaw's riding by the bus on it. We're like, look at Bradshaw. Broken foot on a fucking bike. What's he doing? And as we're saying that, he pops a wheelie and starts to try and wheelie ride and fucking falls off the bike onto his Backwards. fucking ass. Oh just my fucking God. Like, no. But I kept the foot up. He kept the foot ah, up. The fun <laughs> haver. The fun haver. Having oh. fun. Oh, my fun. goodness. Oh, man. And I didn't think anyone saw me. And then later in the day, Matt came up to me and he's like, stay off the bike. Like, <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? He's like, we saw. Like, we God. saw. So far on this tour, the Dirty Heads original merch guy, Jake, fell off an electric scooter, cracked his skull, broke so a rib, had to go home. Yeah. The drummer of the Dreamers, Jacob Wick, stud, Ooh. fell off his skateboard, fucked up his hand, and smashed his eye. Smashed the dude had a cut his over car, his eye. Yeah. Dude, I was skating Bradshaw with broke a foot. Yeah. yeah, we've had some injuries. Oh. Now, yeah. I was skating with uh, Jacob, from the Dreamers, uh-huh. and we were we were you know that one of the venues had like these steep hills in the back uh, by where the semis were parked, and we were kind of just cruising around there, going down the hill, whatever, nothing crazy. Um, but you got going pretty fast, and it was dark out, so it was like if, you, if there's a rock or something, you don't <laughs> see it. And I remember skating away, and I was like, all right, later, fucking Jake, have a good one. I remember going like, man. I'm kind of lucky because I got going a couple times faster than I Ooh. wanted to be going, yeah. uh, and it was pitch black, and I was like, man. I'm pretty lucky I didn't hit a rock or something and fucking yes, eat you shit. Are. And 20, 30 minutes later, I hear, man, did you hear someone ate shit? Blah, blah. Uh, I was like, oh my God, it, it had to be Jacob. Yep. And the next thing I know, I was like, yeah, it was the drummer for the dream. Oh, oh no, Jacob. Yeah, but he never missed a show, nope. never missed a beat. He didn't. Yeah, he's a good dude. He's in there. Yep. Oh. It's been a tour, Bradshaw. Yeah. You better it's watch out, one, Oh, I didn't finish the sponsors. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. All right, so also, <laughs> Sticky Vape, another great company. Um... Great product. We've made our own. Hold on a second. We made our own sticky vapes uh, with the Dirty Heads. We have a Sativa and an Indica. Both absolutely delicious. Um, great company. Great people. Uh, I use these things all the time. I always have one of these things in my pocket because I can't have a vaporizer in there because what would I plug it into? So I have a vape pen. Oh, I got you. You know what I mean? I thought you were afraid of being vaporized. Oh, yeah. I never even fucking thought Lonely of that. That's terrifying. About it. That's why they make the pens. Don't get vaporized. I Jake, think it's where happened do you twice. I think vape? it's happened twice. I use mine in important meetings. Oh. Uh, kill the stress and yeah, just kind of yeah, lighten yeah. the mood yeah. generally. Yeah. That's dope. And add smoke for my presentations. You got it. Oh, it's, dude. Yeah. It's fucking cool. Absolutely. Do you do the... I do. And it's all PowerPoint. You know, I'll get yeah. out the laser pen and I hold on, guys, and I take 7, 18, 14 tokes. I blow a little mist. I get the PowerPoint out. Zap, zap, zap. Sail done on an airplane, drinking drinks, and back to just winning. And is it like a Lamborghini airplane? It's probably a Lamborghini mansion plane, I think, okay, is yeah, what I usually cool. fly those in. That cool. way, no matter what I'm What's that? 2020? 2040. Oh, yeah, they're thinking God, about making nice it. One. I have it. Okay. Yeah, they're yeah. thinking about maybe starting so to begin questions. to probably make yeah, it. Right. Yeah. All right, cool, man. That's what I have. That's dope. So. 
I get. Yeah, I have. I own things that aren't. That what aren't color? Things. It's not color. You probably haven't heard of the color. It's not oh. a color. I don't think you can see it. Yeah, I don't, most people can't see it yet. Yeah. Oh. You'll get there. <laughs> they're working on the. They're working on the color. Yeah. Stickyvapes.com. Uh, <laughs> working Check on it the out. color. Good stuff. <laughs> and last but not least, is it last but not least? No, I see two more over there. On it. On it uh, is a great company. We actually were in Austin last week or two weeks ago, and they let us come into their gym and and the kind of their headquarters. They showed us all around. They they ran us through an awesome workout and uh, just great cool company with some cool people. They're making some awesome products. They hooked up the band before this tour with just a bunch of awesome supplements, and we've. They're pretty much gone. We've been sucking them down. Um, even like, the other bands and crew members have been hitting. Can I get some more of that on it shit? They got this. I've been. I'm on two months of this now. Every single day, they got these packets, these total human packets, where it gives you one packet for daytime. You take them, and then also one for nighttime. And they come in a box of thirty, so it'll last you a month. Total human. Uh, Complete supplement packs is what they are. They're awesome. It gives you everything your body needs. And also on this tour I've been using, I love it, is their instant melatonin spray. I say it every time and I'll say it again. We're in a band. We're touring. We're uh, on the road. We, uh, we play. Our show gets over late. It's loud music. You're running around. You're all fired up. It's hard to calm down and go to bed. Like even Bradshaw just said, they get off, even the crew, they get done later than anyone. And they still need wind down time. It's right. hard to just jump in your bunk and go to bed, but you got to get some sleep. You guys have been to a concert when you still hear the drums and you're laying on your pillow after this concert <laughs> and you still hear the drums. You're adrenaline's got yeah, you going. Yeah, yeah for sure. A couple sprays of this melatonin spray. It's all natural and oh, you're going to sleep so good. Right through the night, you're going to get a great night rest. I think if it, you're Bradshaw, you only got a one, what, a, a 30 second window to sleep. You want to get knocked out. You want to be out. You blink. And yeah. yeah. You don't want to work yeah. on 10 seconds of sleep. You so got to get on 30. com. That's two N's. O-N-N-I-T.com. If you do a forward slash duddy after that, you're going to get 10% off your order. Onit.com. Great company. Great people. Check it out. I just ordered. I got the whole month of the total human thing coming and I've, I ordered a couple other things for energy. I got the mushroom energy pack. I'm so dude, freaking excited. Oh, dude, I can't wait to get this Their mushroom products are awesome. I'm hoping when I get home that that box is waiting for me and then I'm yeah. going to do it for a whole month and then I'm going to report back. Yeah. And yeah, I'm just going to throw this out there too. I don't even know how this would help them, but we went to their facilities and they had like a little cafe thing in there. That oh made my shakes. God. It was one of the best shakes I've ever had in my best. entire life. Yeah. I they think like about a, it to this day. They got like a little smoothie shop yeah. in their headquarters just outside of Austin, Texas, or in Austin, Texas, I should say. Unbelievable. So franchise that and put the other one out of business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Big got time. it. And then I got uh, a little product up here because Uppercut Deluxe, they're a pomade company, and they've supplied me with pomade. I've been using it on the tour, and they've also recently given me beard oil well, and beard balm. I do beards, Bradshaw. Oh, I never knew that. All right. Bradshaw asked me a good, uh, what, three Wait. hours ago to do? No. It's been like five <laughs> six or six weeks. days. He's like, Jake, please trim my beard. So I'm going to do it today for him, and I have beard balm and beard oil for Bradshaw. So Uppercut styled me out with all these products. I've been doing uh, cuts on the road and hooking people up with Uppercut products. But a week ago, they sent me their newest thing. It's a styling powder. For guys like me, my hair is kind of lazy. It just falls straight down and I can never get it his to stay up. His hair is lazy. Yes, Dude, my hair, hair is lazy. Well, I'm lazy because if I wanted to <laughs> blow dry it and hairspray it and do all that shit, my hair would stand up and I'd look like Matty O, the drummer of the Dirty Heads. I'd look cool. It's got some fucking but it takes hair. a lot of work. So Uppercut has this product where it's literally powder. You, you 
dump it, you know, you just powder, 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 like a, like salt, put it on your hair and then you run your hands through your hair and it instantly thickens up and stands straight up and you can kind of do whatever you want with it. So I wanted to try this because I knew what my hair was like and I know that I'm lazy. So I did it at, at a show and I, I, it was down South. It was in Texas. I sweat all day working this show. And every time I'd run my hands through my hair, my hair would stay dry and go right back up. So the Uppercut Deluxe Styling Powder, it's available now. Go online. If, if you have just lazy hair that kind of falls straight down, put this shit in there. Your hair looks way thicker and stands straight up, and it stays dry. That's the yeah. thing. I don't like my hair to look greasy, so I don't use pomade that much. This keeps yeah. your hair dry and gives it mad volume. Uh, I'm freaking no hooked. I don't, I don't use no product, so there's no reason for me to even lie about this. But uh, yesterday or a couple shows ago, Matty O mm-hmm. was pouring this powder on his head. And we were like, what are you doing? And he was like, dude, it's this new product Jake gave me yep. from Uppercut's powder. He's like, I love it. I don't have to like get my hair wet or nothing. I just dump it in, blah, blah. And he's using it. And as he's using it, Mike Ricci comes in, our new merch guy. Yep. After our last merch guy pretty much died <laughs> on a lime scooter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mike Ricci walked in and he goes, oh, are you using that Uppercut powder? He's like, I love that shit. I use it every day now. I also so gave it obviously to obviously it's pretty cool, dude. I gave it because when I used it the first try, it honestly blew my mind. I was like, "Holy shit, this is exactly what I've wanted forever." Because I try matte pomade, clay, everything to try to keep it looking dry. It all ends up becoming a little greasy. This stuff blew my mind, so I cut Mike Ricci's hair, Dirty Head's new merch guy. He, I gave him some. He loves it. I gave it to Matty O. He yeah. loves it, and I gave it to Kevin Bavona of the Interrupters. Okay. And like two days later, he's all, "Bro, the he's all this. What did he call it?" He's all the 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 spray and rake or whatever. He's like, dude, I love that shit. So shake and rake. He's shake and rake. He's all, bro, the shake and rake. So honestly, this stuff is amazing. Like, I love yeah. it. Check it out. Go get it. Enjoy it. Yeah. Uppercut. Uppercut. If you put in code Jake B, uh, nothing will happen. Yeah, I gotta ask them if there's some sort of promo code. Deal. Yeah, we gotta get that. We're gonna get that. Yeah, shake and rake, and yeah. And if you take a picture of Uppercut and you tag Feeling Good with Duddy and Uppercut in it, we're going to send you something. Who will punch you? That's an Uppercut joke. You got it. Okay. All right. No, we wouldn't So that being said. Yep. Thick skin. Are we through the sponsors? We do. I think we're through the sponsors. That was a really long sponsor segment, but uh, but we did it. All right. And I still feel good. So where do you want to go from here? We've talked about having some thick skin, how that's beneficial. You know where I want to go? What I'm going to do right now is just go. I want to. Let's take a quick pause. I gotta piss. Oh, okay. And we'll we'll come right back, and I'm gonna ask you how we how you got into the music business. Got it. And we can go for wherever you want to go from this there. This is now a three hour podcast. So for the listeners, yeah, we're gonna take a quick break, and then we're gonna hear about Bradshaw's getting him into the music biz, dude. All right, so we're back from our little break. <laughs> Thanks for bearing with us there. Super professional. Feeling good with Eddie. Um, so <laughs> nice fade out. Jay. You like that? That was a live DJ fade harsh out. cut over That's, here. Uh, well, I DJ'd for several years. Are you the best uh, Australian uh, yeah. real estate DJ? I actually am. Thank you. Yes. What's your DJ name? DJ Cunt. Artsy. <laughs> uh, if you haven't watched that show, Lunatics, oh, on, Lunatics Netflix, on Netflix, do yourself a favor and watch Lunatics. It's fucking amazing. Dope as fuck. Dope as fuck. Um, yeah. So Bradshaw, how did you like get into, you know, working as a touring, touring with bands? What led you here, Bradshaw? Yeah. Man, it's, it's a long, bumpy road. No. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. How do we segue? So 
I'm first generation born here, um, and I thought it was my thing to join the military. And so I joined the Air Force, um, didn't fulfill my commitment, three and a half years, I was medically retired, um, and wasn't sure what I was going to do. And uh, took a year, went to Hawaii, worked for my parents, was living out there, met uh, an artist who throws a festival out there, um, and they were doing Kakua Festival, so it's Jack Johnson and Eddie Vedder, um, brought me on as a stagehand, just to kind of see what was going on. Did you play any instruments? As I did. Were you a so, musical kid? Yeah, I mean, I started playing drums when I was like five and guitar when I was eight. You were in bands? Yeah, all through school, played okay. played sax all through middle school, jazz band, high mm, school. Nice. Um, music was always my thing. Yeah. It's always, I mean, I remember being 13, 14 years old, sneaking into clubs, and my dad was so supportive. He knew that music was it. Yeah. Um, actually, the first concert I was ever thrown out of was a 311 concert. I was 13 years old. I snuck into, and when they called me to interview for, for this tour, it was the first thing I said. I was like, all right. Sounds yeah, good. Yeah, so, you know, that, the music's always been a thing there. It's my passion. Why okay. were you kicked out of that concert? Uh, I crowd surfed twice, and then when security was like, you can do this again, you're out, I just tried to jump on stage. Ah. You right. know, I was that kid. Yep. <laughs> Fun up? having. Fun having. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you were a musical kid. Yeah, yeah. And then you you go into the military. I did. I joined the military. wasn't sure what I was going to do. Um, yeah. And so I was a combat controller. Um, jumped out of planes, basically. Jumped out of planes. They they sent you on missions. You, yeah, yeah. yeah so you're going here. You're doing this. You're jumping on this plane. Uh, yeah. We'll pick you up when the mission's done, type thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, I was a joint task force. I was the only Air Force guy assigned to an Army Ranger unit. Um, so it was 12 Rangers and me. Um, I was a radio guy. So we'd jump in, you know, downed pilot. We needed to secure a landing zone. We needed to secure a piece of land to make it a base in the future. Um, I was a radio guy. Jump in, call in airstrikes, call in our, you know, extractions. Yeah. Things like that. So that's what I did. It's pretty uh, adrenaline pumping. That's yeah. intense. But music kind of went to the wayside. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you get out of high school and you're like, look, I don't have a band right now, whatever. I don't know what I'm going to do. So let me just go to the military. Yeah. Well, I never had the direction of a band. The only band was, you know, middle school jazz band or marching band or, you know, things yeah. like that. Oh, okay. Garage band. And so didn't quite know what I wanted to do. Very proud to be from here. Yeah. Um, Where are your parents originally from? My mom's from England. My dad's from Ireland. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And so you're proud to be an American. You sign up. You sign up. Lee Greenwood over here, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, look at that. (laughs) At least you know you're free. Yeah, yeah. um, (laughs) right. And so at the time, it felt like the thing to do. And uh, it was the whole, like, we'll pay for your college thing. Yeah. Um, So I got a degree out of it. And and loved it. In your head, did you ever think, like, you know, that you were going to be actually going into battle? Or was this more of a thing? For sure. Yeah, you you knew. When you take that oath of enlistment, you know, like, okay, I'm signing up for something that I have no control over. And yeah. you're basically letting your entire self go, mentally and physically. Yeah. Um, I don't regret it. It's been yeah. a great chapter of my life. Yeah. Um, just, it's been rocky. Yeah. yeah. I know I know you had to leave because you got injured. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to talk about that at yeah, all? Yeah, so if I've not... got um, a few jumps in the Middle East, Iraq, Afghanistan, Dubai, Yemen, Pakistan. Uh, long story short, our one jump... Um, we were way off track, 28 miles off of where we should have been. Um, and we were pretty much abandoned. So we, I radio in, we're in the wrong spot, we need out. Come to find out we're supposed to be jumping into the Korangal Valley of Afghanistan, 
Um, and we were in Pakistan on the other side of the border, which is a non-NATO sanctioned com uh, country. So it was pretty much like you need to find your way back to the border so we can get you out and scrub this mission. Yeah. And there was a lot, you know, it was 18 hours it took. We had to confiscate vehicles. Maybe that's why the golf cart confiscation comes in handy now. Yeah. <laughs> Traits I've learned. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah. And so uh, it turned into a long firefight. Um, and that's, you know, I've hip replacement, titanium femur, knee replacement. Um, it was a long day. Yeah. And then so you go through all of that and uh, you're lost. You come back. And it's, they ask you questions. Do you feel like hurting yourself? Do you feel like hurting others around you? And of course you're gonna say, no, I'm good. I'm great. I'm fine. Yeah. You lost you some of your friends with that, right? Yeah. So there was 13 of us originally that went in. Um, three came out. And, three guys uh, came out of that. Yeah. So you lost Jeez. pretty much 10 brothers. Yeah, exactly. And we, we had 28 jumps together. Um, yeah. So it's, I mean, I, you know, we tour in a band. We're, we're living with each other. We're close. The people on my bus in my band, they're, I feel like they're my brothers. And I bet you feel the same way about all those guys. Uh, hands down. I, I could not imagine losing one person on mm -hmm. my bus. I don't know what I would do. The thought of losing 10, I just could not even imagine that. Yeah. And, and many people can't. And I mean, I went almost five years where I didn't talk about it. Didn't even tell my own mother. You know, like what went down. Um, and it's one of those things you bottle it up, you suppress it, and it only causes damage in the long run. Yeah. And now I can go into a room, which I've done public speaking, you know, a thousand strangers that just want to hear what I went through. And by sharing that story or journaling and reading what I've written, it's a healing process. Totally. I can accept it, I can get through that. Um, you look back at, there's a, there's a gentleman, our master electrician on this tour was in Vietnam. Doesn't talk about it, but for some reason, Grandpa. now uh, we're getting to the point where th this guy will uh, talk to me. Yeah. And, and it's one of those things where it, it helps you heal by sharing your story. Yeah. And so that's, you know, one reason being here is tell your damn story. Yeah. No matter what, even if it's in the US, you've never deployed or you're non-military, you've gone through something as, a domestic abuse, an assault, a rape, you know, it's it's all very traumatic. It's all PTSD. You gotta talk about it. Guys join the military, never deploy, stationed in Grand Rapids, Michigan. You still have PTSD because going through boot camp, they break you down and mold you into something that you're not at that moment. Yeah. And that's PTSD. It's gonna be a traumatic incident the rest of your life. Yeah. A lot of people are gonna disagree with that, but that's, you know, talk about it. Yeah. And so that's that's kind of what happened. You know, went, went through that, I shut down. I started, I went to this retreat where I was able to journal and, and share my story to a room full of strangers and it has helped exponentially to where um, I can go on things like this. Yeah, well, we appreciate yeah. yeah, and for the listeners, we knew about this story, you know, with Bradshaw and, and even before we did this episode, like, you know, he's all, are you guys going to want to talk about that? And Duddy and I both said, look, that's a great gnarly story that people would love to hear, but you don't have to talk about it at all. Cause he's also a very fun guy. He's a fun haver. That's what they <laughs> you know. That's what we know him as here, but it just goes to show anybody out there too. That's had crazy experiences. Like you said, you named a bunch of different things that can happen to people to kind of mess with their mental state. It doesn't mean you can't move past it and, and, and still be a 
freaking fun haver, you know, like yeah. that's a horrible, tragic thing. And we, like I said, we knew that he went through that, but we didn't tell him you have to talk about this. We're, we're happy to just talk to you about music and being on this tour, but naturally it came out. And I think our listeners are going to be freaking riveted yeah. to that. Yeah. And I'm stoked you shared. And Thank I think you. that's just such an For amazing sure. story and everything. And it just goes perfect with the subject of the show is dude, thick skin, man. Oh man. And come and, on. That could have just absolutely, oof. I think that would have absolutely ruined most people to and be able does. to work yeah. through that and then still have dude. Bradshaw has the best attitude. He's just a positive, fun guy to be Thank around. You. He is. He's a, you're around him. You're, you're enjoying yourself. You're laughing. You're probably having a good time. You're probably having fun. He's the fun haver. You have to. And he's been through some dark shit that most people, like I said, it would probably break. But he's got some thick skin. And now he's here touring, having a good time, still positive. I mean, guys, whatever's bothering you, if you're in a dark spot, if you're going through some tough times, trust me. There's probably some people out there that have gone through some worse shit. And like they could be next to you, and you don't and even you have know. no idea. And that's so where it's talking so about easy it comes in. Yeah. Exactly. to dwell on your own situation because of what it's so big of a deal to you and your situation. But if you really break it down, it's probably not that big of a deal. And you're going to get through it, and you're going to have brighter days mm -hmm. in the future. You just got to have some thick skin, and, and sometimes you just got to take those hits and be like, "Cool, that sucked." man gotta you gotta move on talk yep. about it man but everybody yeah. does have problems so talk about it yeah, yeah no matter how big or small everyone has problems we respect them all but why yeah. not why not yeah talking about it i think is probably the best way to get through anything bottling yeah. anything up is yeah. not going to help right exactly it's also the hardest yeah oh yeah, yeah. the oh, hardest yeah. thing to do is probably start talking about it yeah. but i don't know once you did start being able to open up about it, did it just flow out or was it continuously no, still hard to talk? It about? was hard. So yeah. what I was doing was this retreat. So there's, um, I'll digress a little bit. Yeah. Here. It's uh, back to the story. this Buddhist monk. Uh, he's the first U S ordained Buddhist monk. He was a Vietnam veteran, went through some shit and, uh, same thing. Woke up in Philadelphia under a bridge, was ready to take his own life. And, uh, this Zen Buddhist monk said, come study with me. Fast forward, now this man's role is only to help veterans um, and people, anyone with PTSD. And yeah. so I got invited to this retreat, started journaling, and he's like, write down the smells, the scent, you know, what you remember, the weather, texture, anything you can remember from that experience. And I looked at him flat out, I was like, fuck you. I'm, you know, I don't want to relive this at all. And the more I did it and listened to him and wrote it out and, and then started sharing that, it's a, it's a form of acceptance and that's that's really what helped and it's yeah it's one of those things like it, it happened yeah it happened so the and quicker you probably die it's like diving into a freezing pool or whatever yeah like, you can hold it, on to, to it get in there and use it as a negativity to bring you down and and keep holding on to that or you can accept it and say fuck i went through this but there's so much better out there and there's so much more and yeah. I'm going to continue to go on. I'm lucky enough to still be here. Unlike those other 10 gentlemen. Mm -hmm. yep. um, so let's have fun. Let's have fun. Yeah, for Enjoy sure. Yourself. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was intense. Um, so we, we jumped in. I said we were 28 miles off track. Um, we, we had to confiscate three vehicles. The U S pretty much said, you cross into the border and then we'll get you out. We can't so help you till you get to yeah, the border. Yeah, I felt abandoned. I, and I've testified before Congress with this same story, so I'm not doing anything 
Yeah, yeah. I'm not breaking any 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 rules or anything. Um, yeah, and so you feel abandoned by your country that you signed up for, and then uh, took a lot of fire. We hit an IED, it flipped over two vehicles, um, and then we were stuck there until finally we were able to get um, airlifted out. But the crazy thing is, the first retreat I went to that I shared my story with this Buddhist monk was six years after the incident. And there's a guy in the crowd who comes up to me afterwards. And he said, I want to talk to you. We went to dinner. Turns out my whole incident was being watched, which all of ours were watched by a drone. Um, and so they, you know, they're watching live on camera mm -hmm. to see what's going on to help with intel. The drone pilot who watched my entire incident for 18 hours was at this retreat suffering from PTSD and he never left Houston, Texas. Wow. He was in Houston, Texas, flying this drone, watching my whole incident. And because of what we went through, he was a part of and still has PTSD, which is insane. Wow. He saw it and he probably felt helpless. 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 Exactly. Probably watching. wanted to press a button and yeah. get you guys out. Yeah. That's nuts. It's, yeah, it's, it's wild. So, yeah. That's that's everyone's crazy, got man. problems you know everyone out there yeah. they can take this in like the happiest most happy-go-lucky dude the fun haver went went through it all went through as bad as as a dark time as anyone listening i think that should be helpful for anyone listening if you're alone if you're in a dark place if you're sad everyone has been there the the smilingest happiest person you see on instagram every day has been there too you're Never no know. different than anyone else yep. you're gonna come out of this and happy days lie ahead just go get them you know build that thick skin yep. build that thick skin yeah. make it make you stronger you know whatever yeah. you're going through out there when i got out i i didn't have the thick skin and i felt helpless and didn't know what to do you know i answered all the bullshit questions yeah i'm fine i'm not gonna yeah, hurt yeah, myself I'm, good. I'm fine and uh yeah my parents were very fortunate and had a place in hawaii and said come out here mm -hmm. and i met uh jack and uh me into the music industry and i was like you know i'll be a stagehand and yeah it's worked my way up 10 Boom. years later now he's here with us and we could not be more stoked to have you man thank you yeah it's been Dang. a blast Hell it's yeah. the best tour i've ever in 10 years the best tour i've ever been on oh, truly man. the people thank are you. great in what way in that and just the positive energy of it um, all or what, what how do you mean i i feel like it, yeah the energy i mean you have you have a lot of different dynamics with mm -hmm. all the camps none wrong or right it's just different dynamics, different personalities. And I'm trying to mesh with all of them to make sure everyone's happy with all their production yeah. um, and, and everything. Um, but at the end of the day, everyone's got that common goal on this tour of there's going to be a show no matter what, there'll yeah. be a show. And you don't have that, believe it or not. It's always, you got to clear the green rooms because the headliners coming out or we don't talk to them or we don't eat in the same room as them. I mean, I've been on tours that's been brutal where all the support acts have to be out of the parking lot before the headliner takes the stage wow yeah get out of here yeah i do remember being on tours in the past where there would pe people would go through the hallways like before some of the acts would oh, be like sweeped. everybody yeah. get get out clear the hallways clear the hallways everyone back in your room and i mean i don't know at, at this I, I admit on these tours the backstage was kind of a shit show people everywhere but yeah i do remember harsh vibes i remember security guards and like yeah, people getting tackled on stages and stuff and like heightened energy. This tour is extremely laid back. Like it is. It's like very laid back. Well, all the bands 
and all the members and all the bands are just very cool. Extremely, yeah. Easy to insane. get along with. Everyone's here for the same thing, like you said. Hey, man, we're all here to just put on a cool show. I think it's yep. seasoned. I think that's something that I've noticed. Yeah. Like, even the Dreamers become my homies. I love They've them. They've been around for awesome. years. Just yeah. kind of doing the indie thing. doing it. So they're experienced. Yeah. And and all interrupters, you guys. Yeah. And then you got Bikini Trill, who's like really just like breaking into the scene yeah. a little bit. But they just are the nicest Night. group and of they want to learn. Ever. They yeah. want to learn. I love those guys. I remember and the, girl, the, Lauren, the singers, Bikini Trill. Well. They roll up in their bus. They yeah, all are wearing right. different tie dye. All smiling. Don't even know where they are. No. Yeah. <laughs> they, they look like a walking Amazon rain for like there's just every color under the rainbow represented on their right. outfits and huge smiles across the board laughing huge smiles. always yeah. yeah like just a ball of fun something that'll stick out to me on this tour is we were in duluth and 10 minutes before this happened my phone fell out of my pocket in the lake superior <laughs> and i was like great of course this is gonna happen we yeah. fished it out iphone xr waterproof it works boom uh, <laughs> uh, possible sponsor in the future right it's a great one we're and in talks <laughs> and so I walk up to the bus and I see Bikini Trill outside your window and it's like the ice cream dispensary man just oh just handing out weed pens. out yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah that was so good oh. I had a day uh, yeah we, we were just you know lucky enough to be gifted quite a few awesome gifts treats, treats we call them and yeah. <laughs> treats were funny. passed uh, I was hanging out my head out the window and I was laughing with some of the bikini trail guys and they're like dude I'm so I'm sorry, we're, we're out of weed. You have you? I was like, dude, I got you. So I grabbed this big ass fucking bag of weed I had. It was like a half pea or something, and uh, and I was just handfulling the the band members <laughs> out. And then the window. Dreamers drummer Jacob, who we were talking about earlier, yeah. he's like, no, I'm like, get over here. He walks up. It, it was just like, you know what? As good as it feels to receive a bunch of free weed, it feels, I think, even a little better to be able to just give a oh, bunch yeah. of weed. I love giving people weed because it makes them so oh, happy. So happy. <laughs> can, it's so funny for you guys. I want you to picture this because Anthony was filming this. Uh, the dirty. Well, Heads we have video. Guy. If you're if you're listening oh. on the YouTube video, I, we have video of this. The video of Duddy like j from inside the bus, and you can see out the little window that Duddy opened, and and you see the joyous smiles on the children's faces from <laughs> as Duddy's sprinkling weed on him. My favorite part <laughs> is when you're done sprinkling the weed out the window. Yay! Give me the weed, Duddy. Matty O comes by and and starts sliding the window closed, and he goes. Close for the day. See you guys tomorrow. And he closes the window. Like, and die so uh, hard. Come back tomorrow. Try again. Oh, my God. So fun yeah. to give out little it weed treats. It is so treats. fun to give out weed. Um, so what? Um, we always have on this show a segment called Bandcamp where we let someone just tell a cool, funny, or whatever story. You, you, you got something you want usually to tell? Usually from the road. So a yes. road story is usually. So maybe one that's funny. Man. I know you cut too many. So I <laughs> let me do this first. I gotta set you up. Oh, and this one time at band camp. Dope oh, as fuck. Free to go. There it is. Mm -hmm. uh, it did not involve a flute. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> my first ever tour managed gig. I was tour managing a band that I I can't name the artist. John Stamos. Uh, it, it rhymes with Don Ramos. Okay. Oh my um, god, it's John Stamos again. And so. I grew up to my mom waking me up at like 9 a.m. blaring this band. And this is something I was grew up with. Stoked to be on tour. I get meetings a week before. 
don't let him out of your sight, keep him close to you, um, you know, there's an addiction problem, blah, blah, blah. I'm the like, singer of the band or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, you to it's keep an him, eye yeah. on this person. And I'm like, great, what am I signing is up for? Is the band name or the si- just the person's name? It is just the person's Duddy name. Duddy okay. will find okay. out who this is we and ruin your we've, whole I shit. Probably, <laughs> we probably oh, talked about no. this. And if you Google it, it'll probably come up this story. But uh, uh, So imagine this. It's his first time being a tour manager. Right. It's someone who's probably pretty famous for a while because you said your mom was born uh, on this person. Like mid-70s. Like till real famous now. till now. Yeah. And um, now your first tour managed gig and you're already getting the meeting. I was filling in for someone. Oh, yeah, no. So I, would, I, I toured before this. Someone called me and was like, hey. You can handle this. We think we know you got it. It's your first gig. We're going to put you in two weeks. That's not what you want to hear in your first gig. Right. Drug addiction problem. Watch right. this guy. We're going to put you in. Oh, okay, go for it. <laughs> so first show, Lincoln Theater, Raleigh, North Carolina. We load in. It's great. That's the first time I even met this artist. And uh, I'm like, oh, this is going to be fine. Like, no, no one's yeah. drinking. No one's partying. You're like, it's fine. This guy's old. We're all right. Easy. Easy. Sound check goes. Great. After sound check, I'm like, I'm going to grab some dinner. We open doors. Support goes on. After support, looking for my artist. Still can't find my artist. Still can't find him. We ended up canceling the show. No. Artist went missing. And I'm like, that's it. I'm fired. I'm never going to be a tour manager again. This is never going to happen in my life. I screwed this one up. Ended up staying two days in Raleigh, North Carolina trying with the bass player trying to find the singer slash main member of this band get a phone call the bass player got a phone call we know where he is we go knock on this door it is a fucking plywood windows your epitome of a crack den door opens hey baby is there a show uh there was two days ago let's go no we didn't jump in a cab get in the bus Stop three. We pick right up where we left off. Finished out the tour. Just like nothing it. happened. Just like nothing happened. I lost the, the fucking artist for the first three days of tour. On my so the first, first two shows had to get canceled. canceled. You caught up with the tour canceled. on show three. Yeah. After the artist did a two-day crack Bender. binge in a trap Bender house. Bender. And then on the 10th on the oh day at the end gosh. of the tour, brought me out and... Night, made me get on my knee, knighted me, sir, crash, refusing to let the tour crash. That night, I let him tattoo the inside of my lip, crash, and uh, haven't talked to the guy since. Wow. Yeah. That is the music industry in a nutshell. If you're someone who's like a tour manager, John Stamos is a wild son of a bitch. Think of that, everybody. If you're a tour manager, you're you're going to have multiple different bands if you're a lot of bands will use the same tour manager but when that band's not on tour they're tour managing other people you gotta manage tours to be a tour manager so you can get put with anybody you can get put with a whole group of people you've never met and they could be fucking crackheads and you gotta somehow get them to shows and make the tour go it's such a gnarly job to be a tour manager i didn't let him out of my sight the rest of tour legit was was there any was he mad at you was he no. pissed so he was cool with you just saying dude i've got to be stuck to your skin now for the didn't rest even of this. acknowledge it really yeah i mean well true professional yeah. in, right sort of so on the subject of crackheads jake who do you think makes yellow packets of mayonnaise all right dude you're trying to get me to the board 
Are you trying to get me to the board? Oh, yeah, this is it. Bradshaw's here. Bradshaw's here, dude. I was sitting at that table. Right, dude. All right, everybody. Look, hold this for him. I'm what is? I'm a happy-go-lucky guy. Not much gets under my skin. That's you ask anybody, they'll tell you that. Uh, I don't have much to complain about ever, but one thing I can't stand is just plain stupidity, right? So we'll start here. For the for the viewers, I'm gonna, just going to hold this up for the listeners. I will explain. I am holding up a ketchup packet. We all know what it looks like, right? It is white, and it has a red picture of ketchup on it, and it says ketchup. We've seen a thousand of them. We get it. It makes a lot of sense. I am now holding up a completely yellow packet. Guess what it has in it? You got it. Mustard. Mustard is yellow. Ketchup's red. Red ketchup on the packet. Mustard is yellow. Yellow packet. Why confuse people? There's no reason to do it unless you're working real hard. But I now present you this. For the viewers, simply take it in with your eyes. What you're looking at is a slightly longer, thinner yellow packet than the mustard packet. (laughs) This is the mayonnaise packet. (laughs) All right. So... I sat down at, at, uh, at catering the other day and, and Big Mike from a few shows back. It was Big Mike who threw it at me, right? Or was it you, Bradshaw? I said, can you bring me mayonnaise? We are in Houston at White Oak. I was like, hey, can you bring me mayonnaise? And you went through the bag and we're going through the bag, going through the bag. Oh, yes. And couldn't find it. And then Mike went up and was like, it's right here. This whole bag is mayonnaise. That's right. Because you thought it was And mustard. the whole bag was filled with yellow packets. So... I hate to fucking do it, but I kind of love to do it. This is what milk cartons look like, right? Sort of. I'm not the best. Dri- milk. You get it. That's a little throwback. Okay. Not a good milk. You got. Okay. Soda can, right? Soda can. Coke. Sponsor? Potentially. Why fuck with the grip? Look, candy cane. We get it. You want candy canes? It's Christmas time. Why fuck with an easy good thing, dude? But oh no, dude. Oh no. How do I draw a color when I only have orange? These people want to make it difficult. That's what it is. I searched through an entire bucket looking for mayonnaise, but they put it in. Think of all the co- I don't even need the board for this. This is an audio version. You can't do the board with a color. Here's what we're going to do. Think of all the colors that you could have made the, ma- the mayo packet. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to imagine that the first co- white. White. I, white. I was thinking white. White. Was that the first thing you guys thought? First Get the fuck out. All of you thought white? White. Why? Because mayonnaise is white. Mayonnaise white. is white. What color is ketchup, boys? It's red. It's red. red. See the red ketchup packet right. for the yeah. for the listeners? I'm holding it. Uh, what color is mustard, everybody? It's yellow. I don't even need my eye. I'm home Relish color over my eye. Pack. Relish green. Why? Mayonnaise. Why? Who's Who manufactures this? Best foods? Best f- <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh, this is like the catsup version of ketchup. Dude, it is called worst Best idea. Foods. Worst, best food. worst advertising agency ever. New Jersey, that's why. Okay, it's all starting to make a lot of sense. <laughs> all right, it comes out of New Jersey, and since everything in New Jersey smells like... Okay, we're not going to be able to play New Jersey Maybe anymore. Maybe they were out of white packagings. Out of white. That's the excuse? I don't know. I'm just saying there's no way someone was like... we. We should use yellow. And then everyone else at that company was like, yeah. I would have loved to have been at that board meeting. How can we save mustard? How can we save money right now on our can? We could use the same mustard packaging and we'll just use it for mayo. What? 
You're fucking, <laughs> you have a raise. You have the corner office. <sighs> There's a landfill somewhere in Arizona filled with mustard packets. I'm sorry, mayo packets, yeah. because everyone thought it was mustard. They bought them. They never used them in a landfill in New Mexico. The earth's going to fall into a black hole, and it's all going to be because of the weight of excess mayo packets that confused the nation. Do you get it? I'm going to make a cherry candy. What color should I make the packaging? Purple. Brown. Brown. Cherry brown. Some people work Have you really hard. To be- seen? I cannot find my fucking cherries, by the way. You're still looking for those black cherries? Hopefully we'll find them. Duddy's been trying to make a drink for six weeks on this tour, but he just can't simply find the cherries. All right, dude. I don't know. I wasn't that upset about that one, but I manufactured some serious anger there. I get it, though. You did. I get it. It's What blows my mind is this. If you are a pizza... You, I'm going to open up a pizza store. Okay. Duddy's Pizza. And I make shitty ass pizza. Right. Why did I think in my head, I know I'm going to do, I'm going to make pizza and I'm going to make flimsy ass mm-hmm. pizza. The dough's not going to be cooked all the way through. No. The, che- it, the, it's, the toppings will not be fresh. It shall not. That's, but I'm going to start a pizza store. I'm terrible at making pizzas. Why people do things when, when that's not something you're good at. Yeah. So if, if you think, mayonnaise should be packaged in a yellow packaging you should jump off a cliff but then also what blows my mind though is this so all the other people in that company were like yeah cool yeah no there's there was a meeting it's not a one person thing here's what that bunch of people agreeing yellow's a good idea that's the owner of the company's nephew that's what that is and he can't be fired and his he was put into some bullshit position everyone hates him name tad Guaranteed his yeah. name's Tad. Yeah. He's the nephew. His dad was very close. His dad passed away when he's young. Everyone feels bad for Tad. He's an idiot. We all agree that. <laughs> he does have a spot right in front, drives a cherry red Lamborghini. He's a piece of shit. His name's does Tad. Does the license plate say yes. Rad Tad? His license plate absolutely says Tad nice. the Rad, and he's nice. banging his secretary that he switches out every two months. I kind of like the guy the more I talk about him. He's the guy that shows this. <laughs> he's the guy that shows Tad. this. This is his legacy. Tad was the guy who presented yellow mayonnaise packets to a nation and frustrated touring bands across the globe and pretty much ruined catering for me one night in, yeah. where was it, Duluth? Uh, Houston. Houston. White Oak. White Oak. backyard barbecue. Oh, played. my God. Okay, here's the deal. Here's the deal. <laughs> that this, was the this, worst this venue is something. Oh, sorry, White Oak. Uh, this is a true story. This is a true story, okay? Every single thing about this We're is fucked. true. Okay, there's a guy making a sandwich, right? He's like, I need some fucking mustard. Mm-hmm. He grabs the yellow packet of mayonnaise. He opens it. He spreads it. This guy's blind, by the way. Oh, no. Now okay. Someone told him this is a yellow yep. package. And he was yep. like, cool, give me the yellow package. That's mustard, right? He's like, I don't know what yellow is, but the package. Yes. Is, yeah, He's like, right. I've heard that Absolutely. mustard is yellow. And he said, will you hand me the yellow Again, package? Again, no idea what so yellow. Then someone yeah. handed him the yellow package. They did. He spread the mayonnaise on the sandwich. He ate the sandwich. He fucking died, people. Oh, he was. A, no, he you was know allergic. what it is? Worse. He, he lived thinking that. That mayo is mustard. No, this is a true story. Oh, wait. No, you're telling this me the really? truth. He died. This is true. This is true. Oh, that got dark. This is not true. I made this up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. But fucking it's possible. That's exactly. Yeah. It's possible. It's absolutely so possible. So what you are is now, Tad is a fucking murderer. Yeah, yeah. Tad. Possibly. Tad. Possibly. Yeah. Now you're not just murdering it in your Lambo. You're murdering people with mayonnaise. All right, Tad. 
I think is are we done? I think we're done. I think Tad, you know what, dude? Fuck it, Tad. You're an innovator. You think outside the box, dude. I like your Lamborghini, dude. You well, deserve that spot. Yeah. Is Tad actually and Waka? And Karen in accounting? Fuck her, dude. She's Tad always talking shit. Tad is Waka. Shit. Yeah, Waka's Tad. Oh, no. Oh, my Tad God. is yeah. Waka. Dude. Did you hear why I made fun of uh, Waka on the live Twitch show? Why I had to roast him on the Please whiteboard? Please tell me. No. Because he pronounces doll. Like the word doll. Like, oh, I got a little doll for my little daughter. Dowl. 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 Great Lakes, Dowl. Man. Much like putting yellow packaging on yeah. mayonnaise which is a white condiment he put the completely wrong letters into the yeah. word dowel so i told him you're like the type of person that says milk instead of milk and says pillow instead of pillow and i <laughs> and i think i told him to jump off a cliff yeah, but i don't sure. want well, him here, to so yeah. and that because that live twitch thing it's probably me aired so it all started with waka hit us up and was like yo i like to play like dungeons and dragons and shit and I was like, all right, that's kind of cool. Like, whatever. That sounds actually fun now in my older age. I'm down. And he goes, mm -hmm. okay, well, I got this new game, Betrayal. It's a board game. We it's like, played it's kind of it. like it was Dungeons fun. and Dragons. He's like, you guys want to play. I didn't get that invite. And me and Jared were like, fuck yeah, let's take some mushrooms and play Betrayal. That sounds like a great time. So we did this on this tour. We took mushrooms, and Jake was there, yep. right? And and me and Jared and, and Josh. Raka and Josh. And we fucking played betrayal and it's like a dungeon dragon type game it takes like three or four you roll hours to dice play. You roll and dice things happen thing. you fun. go through the house and you got to figure out the mystery and then one guy ends up being the bad guy and he tries to kill everyone else it was super fun um but jared you know to spice it up he's like hey i want like when it's your turn and you make a new room or you go in and say like, i want you to describe it like so you had to make it up you're like i just walked into the library the library's creepy it's got spider webs you know in the room and there's like a fucking creepy like white sheet over a lamp in the corner and whatever you had to do that you had to make the room creepy and you Set had to the, talk about it yeah. so then it got to walk us turn and he's like okay i walk into a room and there's all these there's all these creepy dowels in it there's dowels everywhere right there are all these creepy dowels Why are you and in we a were room like full of wooden posts? yeah, we're, yeah. Like, <laughs> wait, we're like what the fuck is a dowel we were like he's hey like, christopher you know, walken who like taught a you how to dowel. see it was yeah. dowels like everywhere. a dowel you know like a dowel like a creepy dowel and we're like dude dowels. we don't know what dowels are <laughs> you know like a dowel like a little girl plays with dowels yeah like a dowel yeah you said that little dowels hair a doll he goes, yeah, dowel. So that's how uh, this all started. Uh, we were like, what the fuck is God a dowel? Bro? I'm getting upset again. It's got creepy dowels in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Waka was a very big part of yeah, this episode. Yeah. I hope he listens. So we'll, we'll tag him. Thick skin. Or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Man. Let us know if you pronounce dolls all incorrectly right. so out there. Say, say doll, not dowel. Uh, what are we doing, dude? Roll off. Let shit Thick roll skin, off, man. It's not a big deal. Laugh about it, uh, make it funny, and be you know open to laughing at yourself. Because sometimes yeah, people are right. And mustard packets <laughs> yeah. should be yeah. white too. Mustard is package. I'm not sorry. Be wait white. a minute, motherfucker. You see now? Be yellow. All right, <laughs> it's a trickle down thing. You see how it poisons a nation? Yeah. I've seen things crumble under worse, under less. Uh, All right, are we done? What are we doing? I think we're done. What's up with you? What's coming up next? Anything you want to tell the people? No. No? Have you found no. a pool for tomorrow? Uh, I have. So I tell them where they can follow you again. Uh, Bradshaw's The Fun Havers. And there's underscore between every word. Bradshaw's underscore. Bradshaw un, under, Bradshaw's Bradshaw's underscore. Bradshaw's underscore. Bradshaw's. 
Bradshaw's. Underscore the yeah. underscore fun underscore havers. havers to see where you guys will be jumping into a body That's of it. water next. That's it. Please, people, start a leisure, leisure committee. committee wherever you are with your group of people you work with or if you're just doing something every day. Even if you're a, uh, you live in a neighborhood and you're uh, stay-at-home moms and your husbands are gone every day and you and you all get together and smoke some pot or something right. and laugh. Do something in your neighbor's well, barn like, like, hey. Yeah, just fucking leisure committee, dude. Do something every day where you guys meet at a certain five time minutes. and you do something. If it's five minutes, well, trust exactly. me. Do something. The baby's sleeping. Smoke some pot. Do <laughs> something, mom. Start murdering people. I don't give a shit. Do something. Dude, go to a no, trap no. house, dude. Uh, don't murder right. people. Bradshaw will show up two days later and get you out of the trap house. Right. Your kid will be fine. Yeah, yeah, let me know what you need. I'm there He's for there. you. got it, uh, dude. And as always, thank you to everyone at Reamp Studios. Uh, Cutlessbrand.com. Check it out. Put in code FEELINGGOOD. You're going to get, I think it's like 15 or 20% off. It's a number. And uh, also, this tour is still going on. When you're at the shows, make sure you go out and find the Cutlass booth. And uh, you can pick up Cutlass gear. You can pick up Feeling Good gear. And thanks to everyone for listening. Thank you, Bradshaw, for hanging Thank out. You. Thank, Thank you, you fucking Jake B, as always. Yeah. And this fucking guy over here. And let's just one more time look at how fucking put gross. The he put the camera Anthony, dude. Oh, he put his shirt on. Oh, my God. You're still gross, even with oh, your shirt. Okay, oh, it just people. got Turn the camera off okay. of him. For the oh, listeners, okay. he picked up his shirt and his nipple was exposed. Oh, oh my God. Oh. And he still has a bag of shit with him. Bye. Bye, everybody. Oh. Daddy got hit with the shit bag, everyone. Daddy got hit with the shit bag. Anthony's disgusting.